Well, here. So this episode is going to be a little bit different. Uh, at the beginning of this season, I released an episode just kind of digging into my goal with this podcast, kind of who I am, uh, you know, from a surface standpoint. And I think I really just felt as I've gotten to this point, you know, coming into the month of December now that I need to kind of see this season off, this first season of the podcast with an introspective is what I'm going to call it because I want to take a look at, you know, everything that happened over the course of time of working on this, things that had kind of taken shape in my own heart and now getting to this point and looking back at each of these ep episodes and like how extremely different they are and then also noticing these common themes that kind of run throughout all of it. Um, but before I jump into it, uh, I'd first like to just say thank you so much to my sponsor, my dad's company, Young Final Finish, literally sponsored the whole back half of this season. And it's so cool because I know I've mentioned it before, but I remember very specifically walking into work one day and my dad just being like, well, you need to start a podcast. I feel like you have really good thoughts. You have a really good way of saying and getting those things across. And of course, I was blushing. And I was like, thank you so much. Um, and I know he meant it. And so I think it's just really cool because literally when he said that, I just felt it working in my heart, in my head. And less than 24 hours later, I came back to the job and I was like, this is what I think it's going to be about. I think it's going to be about the wildflowers, the uniquely gifted people in my midst and just focusing in on them in the process of their lives and letting them be the ones who are kind of being shown off. And I've just been so honored by this podcast and by all of the people in my life, especially those closest to me who've come up alongside. And so the the support that I've gotten from Young Final Finish, more specifically my dad, has been bigger than just financial support in making this happen because this does cost money. This does, um, you know, keep, take a lot of work. It does take a lot of, it takes some money to, you know, kind of keep up with this. And so, but it's that support of the day in, day out. I mean, I loved it because from, you know, my immediate family and extended family and then friend circle, just everyone was always like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. There's another episode already coming out. And I mean, I was even shocked, I think, when they all started lining up. But the support that I've felt from young my dad has been so huge from my mom, um, from all of these people. And so when I look at Young Final Finish sponsoring the back half of this season, I just feel so blessed because not only was the idea there from the conception, but I've had support all along the way. So all of that to say, thank you so, so much, dad, Young Final Finish, for sponsoring this. Um, means so much to me to be supported like that. And while I'm on it, I would just like to say thank you so much to my most recent two um, Buy Me A Coffee supporters. Um, I've got support all the way from the Philippines, and that is so, so cool. Um, you know who you are. I would say who you are, but you are on one of the episodes. There's a hint. <laughs> um, and then thank you so much to Tom, uh, support all the way from New York. Um, good, a good friend of Joy's from the college days, now a friend of mine. Uh, dude, your support meant so much when that came through. 
and uh, your comments. Uh, thank you for what you said. I'm so glad that this project is encouraging, is getting out to people like yourself. Um, that's literally who I'm doing it for. So thank you so much to Kayla and Tom for, ooh, I just said who it was. Uh, thank you so much for the support that you gave. Right away, as I started talking about my dream behind the Wildflowers podcast, I just felt like people were resonating with it. I remember specifically like one of the nights right after my dad had brought it to my attention and it had kind of started taking form in my own head, uh, Kayla had come over. So we had a whole conversation with her and I was obviously like, hey, I really want you to be the first on this podcast for obvious reasons. And it was just really cool to hear her excitement conceptually for the way that the wildflower metaphor would be used in people and just the way that that would come up alongside people who are in process and maybe help them identify some of their own individuality, how it comes together and adds to the community around them. And these are people to me that deserve so much of that recognition for where they're at and are so in process, like we all are, that to actually come in and say, hey, I see you doing something really beautiful. It was just really exciting to hear that she was, that Kayla was so excited for it in the conceptual realm. And then the next day I had a good long phone call with my sister Melanie and it was really cool to hear that she was excited for a completely different reason. Melanie was really excited for the real world impact that this would have on not only those interviewed in helping identify their unique gifts, but for those listening who will maybe glean theirs as well. And that's been one of my biggest hopes through this is that people in listening to this, like these are quote unquote ordinary people. And of course, I don't believe that. I think they're extraordinary people. I think when we really pay attention to who we are in that image of God that's unraveling itself inside of ourselves, if we're really willing to pay attention to it, I think there is no such thing as ordinary. There is no such thing as mundane. But so part of that is trying to shed a light on who are you? Who are you? And so Melanie pointing that out was just beautiful to me because that is so much my goal. That is so much my goal of this podcast and has continued to be is that you learn something about you, you the listener. Like hopefully you feel seen through this project. And Part of my reason for having on such a diverse group of people is like, hey, maybe you don't necessarily relate fully to this person's story, but maybe you will to this person's story. And some of these stories, I mean, are are full of heartache, hope. Some of them are full of just like I had already said, like being fully immersed in that process. Um, and so all of that to say, I wanted to kind of break down each episode because I think there's so much for me, as I already hinted at, kind of that I'd gleaned from this from a thematic standpoint. Everyone is in a place of hope. There, I almost at one point called this my, like my visionary season or my dreamer season because I felt like there was something to that in each one of these stories of, of dreams coming down. And then as soon as I said that, I was like, then so many other themes, so many other ideas started coming out that it was just like, I can't even begin to try to box in <laughs> these people thematically through this project because that's so anti the point. Um, but so having Kayla on as my first was like, that was so, 
such a, it was an easy A basically. And when she first came on, it was just like, uh, I felt like the questions and everything came so naturally. Um, and we'd already kind of dug into a lot of the things that we talked about like a week or two before in conversation. And so that one was just like, it was such a good conversation for kind of laying out some of the idea of what wildflower identity even looks like when when we recognize again, like I said, that image of God in ourselves or there's this promise given to us as to who we are and we move forward in faith in spite of the ways that we feel haunted, in spite of the ways that we feel incapable of taking on those things and we start moving forward in them, we start unlocking that identity of who we really are and Kayla is a perfect example of that. And one thing that I thought was so amazing about having her on um, was toward the end, one of the questions was, where do you see yourself going from here? Or go, kind of diving into some of her heart for being a teacher. And she's literally in the Philippines right now doing that. And she's already reached out and talked about a couple different experiences that she's had where she's been able to really pour into someone's life kind of in a state a lot, a lot like hers, where it was like she cares about these deeper things that a lot of people just don't really pay attention to. And she's already being able to pour into kids just like that, just like she stated on the podcast. And that is amazing. Um, and then for me, going from the Kayla episode, Zach seemed like the next best option for having someone on. And uh, just the next person really laid on my heart and that became really a part of my process was like, I'm not going to write this up like, oh, have this person, this person, this person, this person. I really just started trying to work from a more, uh, take a step back, move forward myself. What's being laid on my heart? So Zach was the next person laid on my heart. And that episode was a lot of fun. That was just so cool getting to dive into some of those things with with Zach, you know, not just his art, not just his inspiration, but even more than that, the the time and season that he's finding himself in recently of walking through a faith that feels in the gray. And I think being able to tear into that a little bit more, why do you believe what you believe? Why do you say you believe this? When you talk about God, when you talk about Christ, when you talk about these things, can we unpackage some of that? And I know that we kind of stated in the episode though too, like it's not always about those heady answers. Sometimes it's about knowing this person, knowing this God, knowing this truth and moving forward as if this is reality because there are some things that we can know, but there's a lot of things that we don't have to know. And in this information age when basically everybody has to have an opinion on everything, it's so nice to be able to take a step back, breathe, take care of ourselves to, and find that peace in our own selves to move forward with the little bit that we do know. And that to me was such a beautiful transition then into the episode with my friend Dapo um, in his mid fifties, pursuing a calling to become a chaplain slash pastor, whatever that means for him. And just such a, an amazing episode. I think that one was just as it progressed, naturally we ended up bringing up the fact that Dapo is a Nigerian guy in his mid fifties. And I am a American white guy in my late twenties. And how have we been able to find so much unity between the two of us? 
Um, and so going and digging into that over the course of the conversation was just such a joy. Um, and actually seeing kind of, you know, some of those racial tensions and things that people are always kind of putting on us be torn apart and kind of dissected and the realization that when in Galatians, Paul says, there is therefore neither Jew nor Greek, uh, free nor slave, but we are all one in Christ that we get to be that lived out version of that. I mean, you want to talk about, again, to bring it back to the last episode of faith in the gray, here we are moving forward just as these hearts, and this is the outcome of that. Beautiful. Still don't know how to fully wrap my little head around not just that episode, all these episodes, but man, something something really powerful happened in that one. And that's probably one of the reasons it's the most downloaded episode right now. Um, naturally, I'd kind of been working on who I was going to have on next, and I'd reached out to my friend Jesse about getting together again sometime soon, and it was like, hey, dude, what do you think if when we get together... I write up some questions and I hit record when we catch up. And that's exactly what we did. And this one was different because it felt more or less like we went pretty off script. Thankfully, it was so good. I'm so glad that we did and just let it naturally be what it needed to be. And as I kept looking over my notes, I was like, wow, we're actually like without trying, hitting everything that I'd written down here. We were answering all of these questions and that's just amazing. But the stuff that we were getting into was so heavy, um, so good. And every interaction, you know, every time I do get together with Jesse, it feels like it's that we're pack unpackaging something that's just like, it's so guttural. It's so what is motivating you? What is at the core of your being when you kind of look at the, the violence, the 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 suicide rate when you look at you know these traumatic things that we as people experience where we end up finding ourselves either shaking our fists at heaven or looking to find that somehow there's a good god in all of this and he's not an interventionist god but he's there and cares and his heart hovers over every one of man's atrocities these are hard things. That's a really hard thing to kind of go over. And that's why it ended up naturally being one of the longest episodes. I think it came in at about, yeah, clocked in at about two and a half hours. And I wouldn't have had it any other way, really. Um, from there, uh, the next person laid on my heart was our housemate, Ika. And she's been living with us for about eight months upstairs. And um, I mean, her whole episode was just, it's, so good, so hopeful, so encouraging, and so heartbreaking. Um, like I said on the episode, I just, I feel every time I pull into the driveway, I pray over Ika when I see her car because um, she's here in the U.S. and feels this calling, this thing to walk in faith, to be here while her husband, Lamuel, is in Colombia and trying to get the documentation together to become a citizen. And just that whole conversation was so timely. Um, we ended up recording it a couple of days before she was able to go down to Columbia to visit her husband and her family for a couple of weeks. And she was just really thankful and had expressed a lot of gratefulness 
because of the timing of it, it kind of put her in that mode of looking for the promises that she has over her life right now, that her and Lemuel have found in the Lord over this season to hope in. And just kind of remembering all of that before that time and being able to move forward and trust and hope. And those are heavy words. Um, those are not the uh, chiplap wall, hobby lobby words that we all maybe sometimes think that they are, but those are those are intense words. And I think it was just really cool to see that kind of transition her into her time in Columbia. And then when she got back, the episode had released and it just felt like for her, she had expressed it was like a, it was such a good moving her into the time and then helping her come back out of the time and still clinging to those promises. The last episode of the season was with our friend Zion. And I didn't know what this episode would look like, just like I don't know what he's going to end up talking about or be walking through whenever I walk into the coffee shop. And I really loved this one. This one was just, it felt really solid to just dig into who Zion is and where he's at right now as he's, you know, working at a coffee shop, loves the environment there, is finding this newfound faith and this fire inside of himself for the truth, which has come into conflict with a lot of the chameleon tendencies that he said that he's gravitated towards. And it's just been so good getting to see him going through that process and just getting honest with himself. And part of that being honest has been uh, realizing that he doesn't feel like he's supposed to be going to college like he is right now. And he doesn't know what that necessarily means, uh, doesn't know where that's necessarily going to take him, but there he is moving forward in it. And I love that. I I love that because I here, even in my late 20s, I feel that so much over my own life and have tried to leave that room. And it just makes me think of something a pastor had said years ago that I just absolutely loved, but basically along the lines of, if we make the space, Jesus will fill it. And uh, with that in mind, I want a life of complete and total space for him to have his way, for him to have his will, and for that truth to come and invade my life at any moment. And sometimes when we find too hard of an identity, we actually end up keeping ourselves from that. And so it's just been really beautiful watching Zion undergo this unraveling to find who he actually is and maybe discover that. And um, just keep it up, Zion. I, I feel like this was, uh, that was such a, a good episode. And I hope that you can really come back and look at it at some point and, you know, know that not only have you grown, but to see that you were on a good trajectory and in a good place here for beginning whatever this journey is that you're on. I could go on and on, I think, about each of these people because not only do I feel so blessed to have them in my life for very obvious reasons, but I think when I look at the whole of them, when I look at this cork board of Polaroids that I have here in my studio, I just feel so, so grateful for all of them. And they've all helped play such a role in my own life of getting to see and experience things outside of myself, getting to see and experience their perspectives of the world, their perspectives of 
their faith, whatever that means for each of them individually, and just the way that they brighten up their environments. I mean, like I said, I could go on and on about it because I'm just, I'm, I'm overwhelmed by it when I look at this. And I literally thank God for you all every time that I look at this cork board of Polaroids. That to me was the uh, quick breakdown of each of the episodes and just, I wanted to call this episode kind of like an introspective, you know, looking at each of these episodes, looking at the individuals, looking at kind of what stood out to me from each of these. Um, and as I move forward, which this is exciting, but I already have my next episode for season two, which will hopefully be releasing in January, all recorded um, with my good friend Ian. This is going to be an amazing one because Ian is an amazing person and such an encouraging dude. Uh, we've been friends for basically half of our lives. And so this is going to be uh, a really solid beginning to the next season. And I'm already working on reaching out to the next person and kind of writing up some of their questions for whatever uh, season two or episode eight is going to be. Um, cool things ahead that you don't want to miss. Um, but as I'd mentioned, wanting to do this episode to Joy, my wife, um, she just shared with me this really cool idea. It's called overwintering. And I'm going to read to you the definition of overwintering. Overwintering is the process by which some organisms pass through or wait out the winter season or pass through that period of the year when winter conditions make normal activity or even survival difficult or near impossible. Um, in some cases, winter is characterized not necessarily by cold, but by dry conditions. Passing through such periods can likewise be called overwintering. And to me, thinking about that in the context of, you know, in the fall, kind of seeing the, the literal wildflowers fading away and then choosing to help see and identify some of the wildflowers in my own life, these people, is that transitioning now into this, you know, holiday, this Christmas season, and kind of just planting those roots, taking care of those things. Uh, this is an overwintering process. So, um, it's really natural to move forward in things in seasons. It's really natural to um, take something on, and it's really natural to take a break from something. And so taking this break feels like my overwintering, tending to the growth, um, kind of nestling into the ground for the time being to uh, let things die, let things fade, and then to let things grow up anew. And I'm just uh, really excited about taking this little bit of a break, kind of taking a step back and hopefully being able to come at this with a fresh perspective and really just so excited to keep moving forward in this project and keep seeing what comes next. So anticipate lots more episodes dropping in the beginning portion of 2024, which is crazy to say. Um, and I just want to say thank you so, so much for listening, for following, for supporting, for rating the, the podcast, for any comments back. 
um, for the DMs that I've gotten from people just expressing, you know, something that stood out to them. And thank you so, so much to the people who've uh, supported uh, financially Young Final Finish again. Thank you. Thank you to those of you who've who've supported through my Buy Me a Coffee. That is so encouraging, just so you know. And here, uh, moving forward, just know that you're going to get a shout out on an episode if you do that. Um, and I just hope that you'll continue following through this overwintering process. I hope that you will be able to experience some of the tending to your own roots through this Christmas season. And then as we transition into a new year, um, this is the wildfires podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Peace out.